0: Listen to the Drake Digital shows and podcasts, available all the time at DrakeHallMemphis.com. Drake Digital, playing the best rock and roll ever made.
1: Well, hello. It is Tuesday, and before we go into the headlines of the day, and there are many, as you can imagine, I would like to present the headline of the day and the story that follows it. From News Channel 3, hard-hitting, breaking news. Headline, which I think uh, says it speaks volumes about everybody. Man breaks into home, drinks vodka, police say.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: It's come to that. Memphis police say a man broke into a house because he thought there were three dead people inside. Reports, say a woman told police that she woke up to an unknown voice in her home. And she heard the voice say hello is anyone home. She looked in her roommate's bedroom. Window was broken. She grabbed a butcher knife. She called the police, tried to leave. She went outside and saw the guy in her front yard yelling at nothing.
3: Okay. Mm -hmm.
1: She observed the man had drunk some of her vodka. How did she see that see that? While he was inside her home. Officers arrived on the scene and tried to detain the suspect. He did not comply. He grabbed a rock. And acted like he was going to throw it. He was tased and put into the police car. And he is, I guess, somewhere drying out. That about covers it, I guess, for the entire world, doesn't it? Bring it into <laughs> homes and just getting yep. their booze and uh, it, nothing to lose. Why bother? So, um, back to the real world. As you know, there's no reason to go into all of this. It is icy outside morning this afternoon. Uh, whenever you're hearing this, it is going to be a mess uh, today, even more tomorrow, and then by the weekend, it'll be around 60 on Sunday. So today, <laughs> yeah. if you've seen or if you're driving in the morning or afternoon, the backups on the interstates are at a standstill on 240 going both ways everywhere. There are wrecks, it's just a mess, and um, this seems, this is, last year... February 5th, I believe, was the day that all this went down last year.
3: I think so, yeah. And
1: um, so now here we are back in the midst of all this again. All across the country, there are there are flights being canceled. There were a 1,000 uh, about an hour ago and likely more than that now. But ice and freezing rain, the snow today is being forecast. But it's snow. It's a mix depending upon where you are. It's always up in Dyersburg. And Dyersburg is—I um, don't know why they get all the fun because they're just a, an entire waste of space to start with. Why even bother? <laughs> but they get all the fun, and we get dick. So uh, it's just—it's just wrong, I tell you. But uh, anyway, uh, the things that uh, persist in our lives, although there may be some fatigue on this in the community, but nonetheless, it's—it isn't going to go away for any for. I mean, it's going to be here for a long time. The uh, Tyree Nichols case continues to unfold. Two more officers uh, were put uh, on leave. Now, nobody mentioned that. One of the guys was white. And I believe, and I'm just guessing, that that was done intentionally. The five black officers were, uh, their faces were just everywhere. They're charged with murder. If you watched the video, the uh, white cop who was talking and had his uh, body cam on, was not at the scene where they beat him to death, but he was there with a taser and tried to tase him. And uh, his name is Preston Hemphill. And Preston was not charged with anything yet, but he's on leave. The other officer has not been named. So seven of these people. Mr. Hemphill, Preston, well, we kind of surmise that he used to be a girl. And I say that not with any uh, malice or intent, but I believe that he has transitioned over to being a boy and um, so good for him. But now he was part of this and the worst thing he did, according to this story is he announced on his um, little body cam, I hope they stomp his ass. And three people from the fire department have been fired. You can see in the video, one of them shows up with his little kit bag of, things to treat the guy with and stands there the other one finally shows up and their boss sits in the truck the entire time they were fired so uh, this will, these guys won't be in court for about a month I guess it's late February my guess is that they are all being interviewed individually to see how their stories match up or, or if they do match up so that's how they, they, they do this on you know CSI shows which I assume is how real life works too. <laughs> sure.
2: Just a yeah. blueprint for it.
1: Uh, right. So um, they're going to ask all of these guys the same questions. They have all the video. What is yet to come out is an observation by my wife, which is probably accurate. She used to live over there in that area. And uh, that's around, you know, it's, um, I guess, Riverdale and just various spots around there where, you know, there are our cameras on poles and stuff all over the place. So the intent for stopping him has yet to be determined. Although one of these cops on the scene was recorded as saying that he was, um, he was driving crazy in and out, out of traffic and all of that stuff, which has never been confirmed by anybody.
3: Yeah. It
1: sounds like at the time they were all, there were 10, 10 officers. You can count them maybe nine. If the uh, EMT was, was part of that group on the scene at, 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 you know, one, one, one point, it sounds like they were trying to make excuses for why they just beat this kid to death. Um, he was oh, on yeah. dope said one. And so they were trying to cover their ass when they you know, realized what they had done. So, um, this is not going away. It's a national story that is continually in the news. The funeral is tomorrow, which may inspire and incite more discussion. The incredible part about this is that nothing has happened of an ugly nature, as far as um, you know, riots and in in any part of this country. The one shot that blows me away is the one on Sunday from Times Square in New York. It looked like New Year's Eve. It was packed
2: oh, wow. with
1: with uh, protesters, packed. So this has been a a you know peaceful so far. Uh, protest as the family had asked and as is obvious people are mad and they're protesting and not making this any worse. so you have to wonder they 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 held back uh Ms Hemphill and did not charge him her with anything because he wasn't part of the fight. so I would bet my bottom dollar that he was she was not released to the public because he was white and so. The other one, nobody knows who it is yet, but they will. Yeah. So you've yeah. got uh, seven cops. Well, these two may or may not be fired, but they're they're in the limelight, and the picture painted of them is not very nice. The three, uh, the two EMTs, and the and the boss. The uh, she she sat in the truck and just stayed there. Yeah. Yeah. And she was the only person uh, in charge of anything. She had a rank. I guess she was a Lieutenant, and sat there. One of the problems being mentioned continually is that there was nobody in charge on site. No supervisor, no sergeant, which is why all of this went sideways, to say the least. So, that's the update on that. It's not going to go away. There will be much of this in the news, and so just stand by for that. The other thing that is a provocative and interesting thing to look at, SAD, I suppose, Um, Lisa Marie Presley, uh, has been buried beside her father and her son. I, I just wonder if there are any pictures and it's, I guess, kind of ghoulish to even wonder that how they had to dig up these coffins and move them around to put her beside Elvis and beside her son. That must have been a very interesting thing to see, and I guarantee well, you there are pictures someplace.
3: Yeah, there. I've seen pictures, and those two are above ground, or at least, oh yeah, the, yeah, it looks like it. Um, and I can't tell, you know, because the whole thing is around a circle, yeah. um, so I, you can't tell if it's like on the other side of the circle because there's a walkway that goes uh, beside part of the circle. Uh, I, so I mean, I haven't seen it in person, but I've seen pictures. So there. Altogether, uh, not sure how close, side by side. Maybe it's but
1: temporary but until they can have some maybe. privacy and get this done. Mm-hmm. The other ugly part of this, um, when she died, they did uh, they uh, deferred the statement on the cause of death, which means there was something suspicious. They didn't want to say out loud yet. That's been about a week. It comes out yesterday that she was taking some kind of of a drug she lost 50 pounds in 6 weeks to look good for the public appearances of the birthday and the awards show that she mm. went to and that she was back on opioids which is why she was so shaky and out of it at the golden globes so if you lose that much weight in 6 weeks and you're doing a bunch of you know oxy as well your heart is going to fight back and yeah. it did and it killed her the other part of this that is so unusual is the will she left behind being challenged by her mother because it isn't, it looks very strange. They misspelled Priscilla on the will. Hmm. She left all of her, I guess, debt and whatever else to her oldest daughter who is 33 years old. So Priscilla is trying to get this fixed and back in her name. It was not uh, seen by anybody. There was not a witness there. It was not ever notarized and questions um, her. she signed her name a certain way. It doesn't match on this will. So the question is who, who did this with yeah. no witness because when you get your will done there has to be somebody in the room with you and the lawyer yeah. to witness it. And yeah. there was nobody there. and it doesn't appear to be her you know name the way she, that she wrote it. And they misspelled Priscilla. Hello. Could this, yeah, this be is, Scientology this involved? <laughs> oh
3: God, I keep forgetting about that factor. Yeah. I keep yeah, forgetting about that, that.
1: I saw a story this morning that that popped up from some interview that she gave a while back. To a magazine or a website about Scientology and about the leader of that outfit and his wife, and they've been both been missing, and she made some comments about that. Um, this whole thing is just unnecessarily ugly. But with she, she also before she died, because she was in debt, she owed the IRS about uh, two million bucks. Uh, she was in debt pretty deeply. She bought insurance policies that totaled thirty-five uh, million dollars. She she bought two that totaled that, and she bought one more for ten ten million, I believe. So those can be cashed in um, and given to pay off these debts and to leave these kids some money. When she bought them, no one knows. Did she have some kind of a you know clairvoyant thought that she was doomed? I don't know, but she bought these insurance policies, which will now be, if they're, you know, valid, they'll be cashed in, and it'll go to pay her debt and leave behind the twins uh, some money, and uh, the rest of them. So it's it's just such an Mm. an ugly, ugly thing. Yeah. But um, fifty-four years old, you can't do that to your body. Fifty pounds in six weeks. Oh
3: God bless. You
1: just can't do that. And then she had been off opioids, and she went to rehab for that, but she was back on them. I hate to hear and, that. I don't know. Bless her heart. It's just such, an, uh, such a sad, sad mess. And so those are the <clears throat> are the two, uh, two, two stories that just, I guess, kind of stand out. Plus the passing of a beloved actress that played Shirley on Laverne and Shirley. Uh, Cindy Williams has joined her friend Penny Marshall, in heaven wherever tv stars go to play she died yesterday 64 years old after a long illness 75 so uh she was beloved and that show was loved by many people i never really got it but that was the era of the sitcoms that were just downright silly and they were funny and they were cute and now uh she has passed and so we carry on um I don't know. There, there's there's other stuff that we can get to. The Super Bowl is set. The odds are set. We can discuss that. Uh, what Americans think are the biggest problems that face us all. A rather interesting, yet not surprising takeaway from a Gallup poll, and Gallup is one of the longest standing uh, polling outfits that people trust, if any of them can be trusted. Oh, I don't know. There's, there's a story here that is mind-blowing about a guy who is trying to retain his youth. Who is the uh, Fountain of Youth guy? Was it Ponce de de Leon? Is his name? Ponce de Leon, who discovered the Fountain of Youth. And there is a fountain someplace (laughs) in Spain or something that has the magic water, which is all bullshit, right?
2: Yes. (laughs) You you called it right when you said, yes, it's all bullshit. And there's more to that uh, old story, too, about that he. I'd have to want to go look to make sure I got it right. But like he wasn't actually fooled into thinking there was a real fountain of youth that he was going to look at it. Just something turned out that way or his you know, rivals wanted him to look bad. I have to look it up to know, but well, you know, probably not so are, pertinent to what you're talking about.
1: Now, this is a story that I thought was some kind of a joke, but it's not. Uh, there is no fountain of youth. There are ways to maintain your health exercise and diet and things like that and some folks just have a have i guess better genes or uh, or or something and they age age differently my dad is um 92 his parents were 96 and 89 or something which makes me uncomfortable i don't wish to be here that much longer so that's a bummer uh for me so um but the fountain of youth thing has been sought after by many people who just don't want to age getting their getting their you know faces remade to, they look, 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 look like like you know puppets or or something oh yeah but this this guy has gone to an extreme you will not believe and i don't know why this story hasn't been picked up by more services i got it over the weekend and went are you kidding me but it is for real Cocaine Bear is another thing I thought was a joke. It's not. It's a new movie. And I thought, we've really sunk to this level. It's a true story.
2: Yep. Okay. I I, I,
1: I never heard of this in my life. The Dallas Zoo is in the news. Animals are being killed and or stolen from this big town zoo. And no one knows what's going on. And there are cameras everywhere in that place, I'm guessing, as well. So some of the stories are just so outrageous. It's hard to believe, but they appear to be true. So we'll get to those. And any texts that you have about the past couple of days, 8789420 is that number. And we'll carry on and play you some tunes and tell you some stories and hang out. Uh, There are some TV shows I've been watching and some movies to recommend. One of them uh, caught me off guard because most movies these days with big name stars are flops. Tom Hanks anymore cannot open a movie. Um, George Clooney and Julie Roberts had a film, complete stiff. This one has big name stars. It is very timely and it, it, it made me laugh out loud for two hours. It's very funny and very, uh, for the time that we live in, spot on about race and about life. So we'll run through these things and um, hang out and play tunes. And here's one now that represents all of mankind as we revert back to the days of cavemen, ape men, whatever else. Here are the kinks. This is Drake. Digital.
0: Drake, Wes, and Sid Hmm. in the morning and the afternoon. Hear all the shows at DrakeHallMemphis.com.
1: And the odds are out for the Super Bowl. Yay. It's coming up February 12th in Arizona. (laughs) The Chiefs, that was a hell of a game. And the Eagles are playing. It's on Fox TV. And the opening um, line was pick'em. Which means there was no team favored, just kind of a bet that you make into, as to who will win. That changed to one and a half in favor of the Eagles, I believe. Yesterday, the total, the over/under, where did I see that? Um, Forty-nine and a half, which means fifty. So that has been out there. I also, I, I don't understand with this game being two weeks away. We've already seen most of the TV ads it'll be
2: on the damn game <laughs> on know, TV. <laughs> yeah. That's such a weird trend. It's so strange. Yeah. I, I mean,
3: that they feel like you don't know which is
2: what's going to be on there,
3: so it doesn't matter if you've seen them. I mean, I don't know. They're either. on the
1: internet, they're <laughs> on television already, and I thought isn't the point to un- unveil these things during the game? Uh the be. one that I find a bit troubling. Um are, there's somebody, and I don't know who has done this, but I saw one of the spots during the game on Sunday, uh, ads that apparently Jesus has come back to life and has bought some TV time to, um, you know, plug himself. And I thought, who is it that has the balls to buy television ads? I'm sure with some kind of, you know, good intent. Uh, but it's as if they're trying to promote Jesus like it's a brand. It's it's like those, you know, billboards that were back in the day and they were signed, God. Oh, yeah. Uh, I remember those. I, mean, I do remember those. A bit presumptuous, I think. Um, well-intentioned or not, but there's a a bunch of them out there, uh, I guess. I just saw this thing one time and went, Really? you have the, the wherewithal to speak for Jesus? It's a little bit much. I'm not sure he would approve of that, but um, I, I, I don't know anymore about anything. I do know that I saw an ad for this and thought, okay, this is a joke, uh, but it's kind of cute. There was a a TV spot and the first thing you see is an airplane and you see some things being dropped out of the plane. And they hit the ground. And then you see a bear who is out of control. He is growling. It looks really just, you know, terrifying as heck. And it was called Cocaine Bear. And I thought, Jesus, have we really stooped <laughs> this low
3: a to make bear? up?
1: Listen, this is a true this, story. That, that's the part that's what the. In Georgia. What year was this, Wes? Um,
2: 1985.
1: Okay. Let me cut down to the uh to the to the last line. The bear is currently on display at the Kentucky for Kentucky Fun Mall in Lexington.
3: Oh my gosh.
1: I've never been more proud to be from the bluegrass state. This is is inspired by the real-life tale of an American black bear that died after this was done in georgia some guy in an airplane who was a smuggler realized the plane was too heavy and he dropped this bag of coke down into the woods someplace then he jumped out of the plane his parachute didn't open he's dead yeah but the bear got higher than a oh gosh he went on a uh, rampage Did it say what what he did, Wes, like he ate
2: ate some kids,
1: or what did he do?
2: This story doesn't mention anything about what he did whilst he was on the cocaine. What they discovered was this black bear's body, his stomach stuffed with cocaine so much that he could not have fit any more in there, and there was a bag or a couple of bags of cocaine near where he was found. 40 open containers of cocaine so oh my he just he just got a taste of it and decided you know like this everyone does that I, I i want more and so more was right there so he just kept having more until he had cerebral hemorrhage. it says respiratory failure <laughs> hypothermia renal favor failure, failure heart failure stroke this bear just went poor animal God. completely and they found nuts
1: a, a Walkman beside him playing Motley Crue. So he, he was jamming out, <laughs> coked out of his fucking mind. Well, he died doing what he loved. Coke. 40 oh bags of Coke. I thought it was a joke. It's not. Dang. It's real. Cocaine Bear, coming out February 23rd, I think. Run for your lives. I, I, that's just So they've I,
3: turned it into a show or movie? It's a
1: movie. It's a movie. Oh, my
3: gosh. Yeah. That's an Yeah. Okay. I might have to watch that.
1: <laughs> don't watch that. Don't don't appease these. I'm gonna people. protest don't, it because don't, it's don't succumb how dare to this you, garbage. How dare Good you put animals God.
3: on drugs, man?
1: Then he they, 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 they he, he he just found it. And he I ate know, it.
2: But, but And it, yeah. he
1: dug it and then he died.
2: Yep. Poor guy. It's it's basically the story of every Cokehead who died on Coke. you know, I mean cons- <laughs> capitalized in a bear and probably about 12 hours worth of time.
1: Yeah. But boy, he had a great time all the way out. Oh Oh, yeah. He was rolling. Okay. (laughs) Here's the, here's the story that I thought was a joke. This could have been on the onion or any kind of a site that does, does satire. The headline says he's 45 spending millions to have an 18 year old's organs put in his body. I thought, uh, this cannot be true. Here's the body of the story. He wants to have the brain, heart, lungs, liver, kidneys, tendons, teeth, skin, hair, and bladder, penis, and rectum of an 18-year-old. Hey, who doesn't? (laughs) It wears out once you get older. (laughs) He wants a, a new wiener and a new butthole and everything else. Ashley Vance is his name. The story comes from Bloomberg Business Week. A pretty, you know, credible rag. His name is Brian Johnson. Uh, the piece was by Ashley Vance, a software entrepreneur who's rich, worth worth a lot of money, using part of that fortune to turn back time. He has dubbed this Project Blueprint, doing it with the help of thirty doctors. They try the most intriguing new treatments on him and track the results using everything from MRIs to blood draws. It's all on top of a framework of a vegan diet. Uh, he has to brush and floss his teeth in a certain routine. If you think he's crazy, he says that's expected and fine. The crazier part is it's working.
3: So he has already begun.
2: Okay, oh, yeah. So... He wow. is not like harvesting the organs from dead 18-year-olds to have them implanted in his body. I cannot confirm nor deny. Okay.
1: That is, not, that is um, I suppose that he has paid enough money to get in line for all of these organs as they become available, uh, unless he's getting kids, putting them in his bathtub and getting the organs out himself. I don't think that's <laughs> what's happening. Well, no, he he hires doctors for that. Right. Right. He He is, (laughs) doctors say, getting medically younger. The age of his heart is now about 37. His skin. How do you transplant skin? He has the skin of somebody about 28. His lung capacity, somebody who's 18. Gum inflammation, 17 years old. He's gotten there by doing uh, exercises in tough-to-tone places. He's 45 years old. Uh, He has acid peels every week to counteract the sun damage and sound therapy to better his hearing. So he thinks some of the anti-aging tricks pushed elsewhere, like ice baths and resveratrol, which many folks take. I do. Mm -hmm. That is the uh, compound in red wine. But it would take consuming about eight bottles of wine or more than that every day to get the same kind of effect. So there is a a physician, 29-year-old Oliver Zollman, who so far um, uh, is nonplussed. We have not achieved anything that great, he says, yet. We have seen some small results, and it's to be expected. What are the odds that this guy just drops dead from all this
2: <laughs> I,
3: I mean yeah that's there. so much at once how, how does he know that his that's, body is going to accept all of these parts
2: i, I just think correctly uh, whatever routine and whatever he's going through the to, if it's working and he's you know healthier i guess that's good and if he finds some way through all of this to help other people to, to get information on yes this actually works to help keep you kind of younger it's actually just keeping you healthier that's great but then he's gonna you know, die in a plane crash with right. a shiny new butthole and a yeah. new wiener
3: <laughs> and Brian Johnson from ACDC is gonna have to go on the record and say this is not me
1: <laughs> what Because he
3: has the same name
1: oh well oh. I I he's 45 years old dude just slow down
3: he's got to be single with no friends
1: he has a lot of money, and he's nuttier than squirrel poop. I yeah. I don't I don't get it. This is an extreme, well, he has the money to do it. Knock yourself out. Yes, uh, but uh, he's
2: just a, another really, really rich guy that could do a lot of good, and yet he's not spending his money to be Batman. <laughs> he's buying <laughs> a new butthole.
3: He's buying a new wiener. You're 45. Well, What's wrong with your wiener? Okay, sorry. I'm not going it, there.
1: He should have a a a functioning dong at 45, I, you know. I, you would think. There are ways to, you know, work on that. Um,
3: like ask I can anybody see, over 50. If, if, so, if somebody's in an accident and they need a few body parts and the doctors are so good they know he's, you're going to live, there's that. But then there's this Yahoo who's just blowing his money on new skin and new this and new that just because...
1: I don't get the skin part. I don't but, either. I mean, I, 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 I don't know. Does anything make any sense anymore at all?
3: <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> just,
1: I'm buying a new Talk asshole, about a, y'all, for Valentine's Day. Talk about a bodybuilder. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know. I just, I'm just uh, left with my, you know, just the never-ending SMH. Uh,
0: what? The, that
3: needs to be a movie. You? That that trash needs to be a movie. I'm I want upset. to see
1: him put a new asshole in this guy though. That's the part that intrigues me. I, I just want—I oh I wanna know God. how they're gonna do that from the I know. I don't care about the liver. I, do you, how do you put a new butt in somebody? A new butthole in somebody.
3: You include the colon and the whole the whole two yards of no, however, just the butthole. That's all how he long. wants. Is a new butthole. <laughs> I guess he yeah.
1: is. The other one is kind of worn out. Not to imply that he's no, never mind. Let's just leave that alone. Uh <laughs> Uh I, uh, uh, I don't even. Wes, <laughs> what do you? i I'm just left without words. Well, that happens sometimes. To- Talk about something besides this guy about a new asshole.
2: <laughs> I'm going to talk <laughs> about something uh, nicer than that. Uh, but we were talking, it's on the theme of bears since we went there before. I saw two this- other bear stories too, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I had the, hmm. the same one that you did with the cocaine bear, and this one is a, a story about uh, uh, this black bear and her cubs have found a place to hibernate up in Pennsylvania in the Poconos, and where they decided would be just right was under someone's porch. Oh, oh gosh. This family went out there and discovered that there's bears here and couldn't decide what do you do is it's going to be hard to get a mama bear and two cubs out from if they've decided this is where they're going to spend the winter they have been able to get in touch with the pennsylvania game commission who came out and said you know if you are not hassling these bears they won't hassle you so these people who live they're in this under house your
1: porch yeah, yeah
2: so they've got other doors there's other ways out of the house they're just going to leave the bears alone and they the uh, pennsylvania game Commission commission has set up a webcam so you can keep track of the bears so if i guess if they want to leave they can see if the bears are restless or if they're just big furry snoozing blobs like they were when i checked <clears throat> out the camera and oh
3: my goodness so it's it's a live cam that's hilarious
2: they've got a live cam set up and anyone can go watch it and they the guy the game commissioner says this is this is going to be all right if if they just will leave the bears alone the bears will leave them alone the bear's going to leave with the cubs when they're about three months old or so and there might be a little bit of activity outside the den for a little while but the bear's going to go ahead and decide to leave and They don't typically come back. They'll take the cubs out to a wooded area and uh, make a place there to stay while she teaches them how to do bear things until they grow up and she kicks them out. But for now, (laughs) they're just chilling through the winter under a porch in Pike City, Pennsylvania.
1: Anybody that messes with them will also need a new rectum. Because yeah, because somebody's no, gonna
3: not. come home drunk <laughs> yes. and forget the bears are there, and they're gonna like be stomping up the porch steps, and oh, all hell's gonna break loose. Or tell you the what, the children though. are gonna uh, run through the house and be loud.
2: Uh, <laughs> and tell you what though, it's a great burglar burglar deterrence
1: I believe it would be. Yeah, who needs one of them, you know, door cam things, ring cam? I got a cam. bear.
2: Yeah, yeah. Jeez. Well, yeah. It's
1: funny. Why not? I I don't even. There was also a story. I think it my thing just ate it. Um, about some guy who has figured out um, the Bigfoot myth and mystery. Has he now? And, um, yeah, he's. I, but the damn thing has just vanished off of my screen. Uh, the basic point was that he he believes he's he's a scientist of of some some sort, but he thinks that um, in areas where the the uh, the uh, black bear population is pretty heavy is where these reports often come from but a fully grown black bear on its hind legs can look like a you know giant you know bigfoot type beast yeah he believes in short that that's what people see and they you know freak out they see some bear in the woods and go does the bear well never mind in the woods uh but that's what he believes (laughs) that bigfoot is so i i don't know right bears 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 the story out of Dallas and the zoo there is highly unlikely. And it's it's just strange. Um, the Dallas Zoo, as I remember, was a very nice zoo. Um, I, and I Did it eat that story too? Um, let me see. I think it did. Anyway, people are taking animals. Um, two monkeys have entirely vanished there was a leopard that has gone gone missing or a, a cougar some 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 cat of some sort just vanished and they closed down the zoo that day this has been all this month um some precious bird was found dead but they cannot figure out what the deal is and
2: they are very concerned about that as they should wow. be so, so maybe this leopard got out of its enclosure and I don't know. got yeah. hungry and found an exotic bird and a couple of monkeys, and now it's maybe. not so hungry, so it's laying low.
1: <laughs> maybe. I don't know, maybe. but it's it's sure strange. It sure is strange. So there's your animal news uh, for the day. And uh, gosh, I, I just don't know. <laughs> uh, if you're driving anywhere at any time of this day, some of the things I'm seeing on the TV, there are wrecks everywhere. Ugly wrecks. Uh, there's a part of forty where traffic hasn't moved in an hour. You may have this app on in your car, and you, so you know that. But it is an absolute mess. And this is day one of three days of this. So stand by. I guess everything is closed. Everyone knows that. So um,
2: yeah, this- just Ooh, stay sports.
1: inside because you know these you know side streets and stuff have not been treated. It's a sheet of ice everywhere. So take care of your animals and your kids, and just you know stay inside. The, the uh, power outages weren't that bad. About an hour ago, so that's what everybody fears is that that stuff happening. So, yeah. and boy, the grocery stores yesterday, my God, people flipping out. Parking lots were full at Did at, you have to Kroger. go Kroger? I went to Super Low first because it's right by the house, and I don't, yeah. I I go there when it's something that is easy and quick. But I pulled up, and there were, there was nowhere to park, bad sign. There were no carts. There were no chickens that you buy, you know, those little little you know bagged things, the easiest thing to eat on mm-hmm. earth. Yeah, they were. They had some more in the thinger, but they were going to be going to be fried. I said, nope, I'm f this. I'm going down <laughs> to K. Roger, although I yep. don't want to because this is a nightmare. I bet. <laughs> so I went down there to buy dog food. um and a bunch of other, J- just some stuff, you know, milk and bread, like well, everyone sure. does. There's and um, got to be
2: able to make French toast.
1: Got well, <laughs> um, people eat sandwiches and they drink milk with their cereal, as my wife said, it's not that illogical. So I bought I bought a bunch of stuff and spent way too much money. But the damn dog food was sixty bucks for up this. These animals. Oh, I know it's
3: for, it's crazy. Oh,
1: it's. A bird. Anyway, uh, it's going to be this way for a few days, so get your supplies and just hunker down and uh, watch TV because there's a ton of things to watch. I'm going to run by, uh, just run run down this movie that I, that I saw that I was suspicious of the quality and I thought, well, let's just give this a go. And I laughed from the opening shot to till, till the end of it. It was just great. And the timing of it couldn't be any better. Um, I'll tell you about that in a minute. And if you like the films about World War Two, the other hot film on Netflix is called Narvik. It is very well done. It's a story from uh, about the first loss that Hitler suffered in World War Two. However, he came back and destroyed the town that uh, had tried to stop him. Uh, but these movies just continue to be... I guess people just have an ongoing uh, interest in World War II one of the most complicated I I suppose the most uh, just intense and there are so many parts to it uh, that there are films and books that keep coming out and people keep buying them and watching them so they keep on making them there's so many individual parts to it that they find one story and it's suddenly a book or a movie so there was a uh, Dunkirk about five years ago there's there there's just always a new story to tell and Narvik was a city in Norway and uh, this it's a it's just very well done so we'll run some of this stuff down to you some entertainment news and rock and roll people and things like that after we play uh, this young young he is long dead but boy he was alive when he was alive vicious. Lou Reed, this is Drake Digital.
0: This is Drake Digital with Drake, Wes, and Sid in the morning. Keep up with the shows and podcasts at DrakeHallMemphis.com.
1: And afternoons, too. Gosh, damn it.
3: Yep.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: No one's paying attention. <laughs> Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Uh, she's just one of the best ever. She's, she's always just great in whatever she does. Eddie Murphy is a legend. Uh, Jonah Hill has grown up and turned into a pretty fine actor. And he wrote this new movie that I thought, okay, I'm not sure about this. It's called You People, and it's obviously about racism. And I thought, it's on Netflix, and I thought, I'm going to hit play and see what happens. Because I'm watching a show called Fauda. Uh... It's uh, four seasons. It is intense beyond description uh, about um, the Muslims and the Jews and the Middle Eastern uh, strife that continues and always has always been there. It's really good, but it's it's just heavy duty and kind of hard to watch sometimes, but it's so, so well done. And the fourth season is out, so I've been watching that, and I thought I need a little break for something a tad... Uh, less heavy
2: yeah so
1: you people I saw the trailer and it's about a white kid not 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 a kid he's a guy Mm -hmm. who falls in love with a black girl played by uh, Lauren London I'm thinking okay and Eddie Murphy uh, is her dad and uh, Julia is his mom Um, and David Duchovny is his dad so I thought, well, this is this. The uh, timing of this is interesting, considering what's happening in this city and all across this country. So I started it and didn't know what to expect. Uh, I laughed from the first first minute on. It's it, it is hysterical, and it makes some really good points about race. It is touching in parts, but the script is so well done, and I I laughed out loud. Uh, 10, 20 times. It's so funny. And then it is sensitive. And then at the end of it, it all comes together. Uh, but our, it, um, if you need something to make you laugh, I promise you will. It's, it's, um, hysterical.
3: I like all and it's of them. On,
1: it's, I love Julia. She's, yeah. she has never done anything bad ever. Uh, and Eddie Murphy doesn't work that much, but he's, he's great in this. And Jonah Hill has grown up from a little kid who is just kind of annoying in all the, you know, bro movies and all that <laughs>
3: oh, crap.
1: Yeah. Uh, but he, he's great in this. It's funny, it's uncomfortable, but it is worth your time, you people. Did you say Netflix? Netflix.
3: You uh, the number
1: two film, because it's on, on the top of the heap right now, uh, for people that find World War II still to be of interest, uh, this movie is called Narvik, which is a town in uh, in uh, Norway. And in uh, in an early part of World War II, Switzerland was giving Hitler iron ore because they had the biggest supply in the world, and he was using it to make more weapons and all that stuff. So they wanted to shut that down, and so the Narvik, the Norwegian people and their army all came together, and they, they fought this off and they shut it down and it was called the first big defeat to hitler during world war 2 the unfortunate part is at the end of it you learn that after they had you know saved the day and saved the town they came back and the Germans just just wiped out this entire town destroyed it but it's very well done and it is also on netflix but you people is 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 really really funny and uh, <laughs> it makes a point about society and about black and white and how we get along or don't get along and the assumptions people make. If you're you know if you brought home, if one of my kids had married someone black, I mean, how would we react to that? And that's what this, this is about, about the discomfort that parents face and feel. When this happens, but it's a commonplace, you know, thing now. It's yeah not that big of a deal. There are many, you know, many ads on the tube of mixed race couples. It's everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, but they still kind of highlight the uncomfortableness of how this can go. But it's it is worth your worth your time. So that is on. Um, there's some other stuff too that is looks pretty good so netflix is on a good roll right now uh and season three of um i just spaced well oh, come on apple plus uh ted lasso that's coming back oh, okay. too, uh, season three and hbo max has what's the big show that they've had for three or four seasons now the hour-long drama about the rich family um oh that, white lotus called? No, 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 no. This one is with uh, Brian Cox and uh, a great cast. It's won all the awards the past couple of years. Uh, I can't think now what it's called, but somebody will know. Uh, But anyway, this is a great way to pass the time. I'll tell you that. And some books. Um, I would never have thought I would have have purchased this, and I wouldn't have, but I mentioned this last week. Uh, Prince Harry, who is, as my friends said, that... uh, He's the only one that is sane in this whole bunch. (laughs) This fellow, and the book is called Spare. I didn't know what that meant. The phrase Heir and Spare is where this comes from. His older brother is the heir to the throne. He is in line in case something happens to his brother, William, who he calls Willie. And... Harry writes this book in the most candid fashion without apology uh, about his entire life and I'm about halfway through it but it is a look at the royal family that has never been done before and it's about about when his his, mom died he was 12 and the pain he endured and just the presentation of the royals it comes off and they come off as actors on a soundstage in a movie that never ends and has been around for hundreds of years and this kid lived a hell of a life and decided at some point that he had to get out of it he was hounded by the paparazzi and by newspapers his entire life and watched his mom be killed in a car chase in a tunnel in Paris and he spreads the dirt and the observations on everybody in that family. It's not ugly or tacky, it's just very candid. And the one that stands out that he loved the most who was not full of crap, his his grandma, the queen. Oh really? She's the most awesome, honest one of the bunch. The rest of them are cold. Unaffectionate, stuck up, rich, rolling in you know gold and diamonds and money, mm-hmm. but the queen was the most down to earth one of the bunch. His gran.
3: You could and tell, and the queen
1: mum is she was a trip too, <laughs> and uh, the first drink he had was with her. Somebody brought her a gin martini at some affair and he got one too and they enjoyed it together he was like 17 having gin wow. with the old lady yeah with with the queen mum it's really a, if you find the royal family interesting and i i i do kinda but i never read much about them this is the book to read cuz it it just rolls back the curtain on everybody and it is it's good
3: you could get a sense in his Colbert, uh, interview. And then I saw yeah. bits of others cause that week he did the, he did the rounds that he has always kind of felt distant from his dad and his dad was kind of coldish and, you know, very, I mean,
1: very coldish. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very, very no, no, there's no, there's no hugging. There's,
3: yeah,
1: um, he recounts a couple of times, I guess that his father, um, got the same treatment from his parents. Because the queen, I guess when he was a kid, the the now king, she um, went on some kind of a tour for about two months. And Charles was a young man then, just a kid. And she came back, and I guess he had seen, seen the footage of this. There was no hug for her son. She shook his hand in a very, you know, madly kind of way. How you doing, son? Don't hug me. There's no mm. hugging. There's no affection. There's no real love. It is. Um, it's all very cold and distant and royal and arrogant and annoying. Uh, but they carry on. And now we'll see about this, you know, three-day gig that uh, Chuck is having for his coronation, which um, I suppose that Harry will go. But he has dissed everybody in that family who's alive and dead. So I'm not sure how welcome he will be to any of <laughs> yeah. these people.
3: Uh, After, yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah.
1: After you read it, I mean, you it, you get an entirely different take. It's just like some long, long staged event. And it is. That's just what it is. It's a long documentary or some kind of a movie on a soundstage with, with castles and, you know, just all this stuff. It's just really a good read.
3: I mean, their every well, move is like a show. Every oh, yeah, that's, you have to put on a show. You can't. That's be why he
1: got yeah. out. It's every yeah. move is uh, scripted, and precise, and done for a reason, in front of God knows how many camera people and newspaper writers, and that's what drove him out to L.A. Mm-hmm. Of course, where there's no cameras and no <laughs> and nobody. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. And but, you know, but that's why they bailed and you get it um i haven't gotten yet to the part about his wife but uh but she comes off as um being a good lady who just couldn't take it uh and he was tired of it too and they bailed to, a, to to the quiet quiet landscapes of hollywood so you trade <laughs> yeah. one for the other but he um it's and he writes like a he's a great great writer too so that might be one to read. It's hard to put down. It's um, very interesting. What is U2 and U2 doing, Wesley, with their new stuff?
2: Well, we've heard about their upcoming album called Songs of Surrender for a little while now. It's due out on the 17th of March. They're giving you some previews of it. Of the, They have recut 40 songs of theirs hmm. from their, you know, History, just from the beginning. They just picked 40 different songs and have recut them, re uh, edited them in some cases, and uh, re- uh, even changed some of the lyrics to a couple of them. And uh, The Edge said that uh, the songs were written and recorded when we were very young men and these songs mean something different to us now mm. and so we have not lost sight of what propelled us to write those songs in the first place the essence is still us but some of these things we have outgrown or have different perspectives on is what they're saying so right they've changed the songs accordingly as to how they see them now all these decades later and so that's, that's coming out sharp the, yeah yeah mm-hmm. the first one is with or without you that's going to be uh, that's Available to listen to now, if you want to. Uh, I'm sorry, not uh, with or without you. Is is it is the song? That's it's the first one, find it. Yeah, we well, it's a, it. it's available to listen to on YouTube's YouTube oh. channel. So oh, okay, it is All out right. there. So that's that's the, cool. they they're giving you a preview of what this is going to sound like.
3: All
1: right.
2: And Bono uh, was
3: was was or did or is on tour to promote because it's a book too.
1: It's been out for a long time. I've had it for three or four months. Oh, you have surrender. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's it's it is the it is forty songs that he explains the backstory to all the tunes. Yeah. So these are the songs they probably recut. Yeah, is my guess. So yeah, I've got yeah, a been, list. It, it, if you're. They started yeah. back at the very first album of, of some songs I had never heard of, and then they finally get up to the meat of the stuff with the hits and all that. But yeah. um, it's a and long. For- very complicated explanations from the bono man
2: (laughs) well i bet but uh, (laughs) yeah then for whatever reason each of the four discs in the physical version uh, is named after one of the band members Hmm. i don't know why the songs are put on those particular discs unless the band member wanted that Hmm. one on my disc or not i don't know it's just it's weird that they title them after the band members
1: you you learn though that everybody in that band is involved in the process. It's not just the Edge and Bono. All right, they're all involved, and you realize that once you get into the meat of it, that these guys are a team, and you know Bono is just the lead singer. Um, Larry Mullen I think is the guy that is giving credit for getting them all together as a band. Not not Bono or the Edge. They just all kind of got together which is how the best bands are formed, just by accident in a bar someplace. But Bono's book is, it's a little bit hard to get through, because uh, he, he's just such a, he's so Irish, and he writes like that. It's just very complex, and some of the slang and some of the things from his childhood are a little bit um, just un, just odd. It's not an easy read, but it's still pretty interesting, so... Uh, it's out there, and if you like you too, you should get the book because it it is goes to the heart of what they are, and these songs will also show that too. Uh, on a different note, what is Alice Cooper doing with Rob Zombie? I can't wait to hear what this is.
3: I know they're going on tour. Oh great! The Freaks on Parade tour. It's only a month, uh, but Ministry and Filter are on tour as well. Starts August twenty fourth in Dallas and goes through. Nashville September 12th if anyone cares
1: you know I I just I'd kind of flashed on a uh a moment in time when Zeke and I were broadcasting at the pyramid backstage for something and Rob Zombie was on the show and he has that look of a wild man the long hair and his <laughs>
3: yeah. you know
1: stage yeah. presence but he was he was backstage and he um Either he walked over to us with one of his people or something, uh, but we encountered him um, maybe in the cafeteria or something. Nicest guy, not at all scary. The whole thing is an act, just like Alice's is. Oh, yeah. Really nice dude, not some, you know, monster guy. Really just a, you know, normal guy doing his act on stage. When he's off stage, he's just a dude. Yeah, very nice guy. But he goes on stage and 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 becomes Rob Zombie, and I Alice like goes on stage and becomes Alice. So
3: yeah, yeah, good for I like, them. I like some of his, both of their music, obviously. But Alice is probably always just will be great live. I haven't seen him in a long time, but he was great.
1: He's a perfectionist. He's a theater. He's he was the first guy to pull off rock theater well. Or well, uh, David Bowie was there too, but Alice's show was more elaborate from the beginning, and Bowie was more of a one-man show. But Alice has been doing this for since 1969, maybe, and and the show got more intense as every album went by. And Bowie became, good God, he was so many things. He was, he was, he was was Ziggy. He was the Thin White Duke. He was normal on Let's Dance. He went back and forth. But Alice yeah. has always evolved and done different things. And he's got to be about 75 now, but he's still going strong. Oh, Vince Fernier, Yeah. From yeah. Phoenix, Arizona. He's a badass and a really nice guy too and very normal until the lights come up and then he's Alice. <laughs> Good for him. Any text of any worth or is somebody just hit the bed again?
3: A couple of people. Uh... uh... Philip says it's it's strange how taboo interracial and gay couples were in the 90s and now I'd say 80% plus of people don't care. He's referring no. to the show the movie you we were talking about your you people.
1: You people. Yep. yep. Um
3: Elizabeth says Watch y'all it. need to read De- he, Elizabeth says y'all need to read Demon Copperhead. I just finished it. Great read but long.
1: Who's it by, Elizabeth?
3: She will probably tell us.
1: Demon Copperhead. I'll write it down. All
3: right. Uh, I'm reading
1: the newest by by Baldacci. Um, who was the guy that was the memory man in that first book, Wes? What was his name? Uh, Amos. Amos Decker. That's it. Uh, I'm hmm. reading that now, too. Uh, it's the, It came out late last year, and it's fantastic. Uh, he's the guy that has um, uh, synesthesia. Right. And oh, yeah. something else. He has a, a couple of things yeah. as a result of a of a brain injury from playing football.
2: Right. And he, he can't forget he, anything. And he can, he sees colors associated with, with particular things. Death uh, is blue, especially your death. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which seemed to have gotten played down a little bit in the, the prior two novels, but did it, does it come back in this one? Uh, it does.
1: Okay. Um, Baldacci has gotten edgier and he was always, um, careful with profane language um, I would say he's gotten a bit more loose with that this book opens up the very first first chapter uh, Amos gets a call from a lady who was a character in the earlier novels I can't remember her name or what part she played in his life but she calls him at 3 o'clock in the morning and she is uh, she's despondent and she's crying and he tries to, to kinda you know calm her down. At the end of the chapter and the end of the opening, you know, salvo, she shoots herself in the head on the phone with him. Mm. And I went whoa and that sets the tone for an edgier approach for Mr. Baldacci. And the book continues on in that fashion. Cause he was always a I wouldn't say he wrote for you know family fun that's that is no. the case but he's gotten a little bit um, he takes more more you know risks with with uh, violence and with language and um, just observations in general he's a hell of a writer and I don't know he 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 just never stops he must do four books a year and he he has a never ending you know source of imagination that he uses beautifully i can't think what th- this one is called right now but um i can look real quick and see my god see um long something can somebody pause <laughs> <up>? <laughs> david ball dot PS
3: ps 8789420 oh is the text line
1: great i'm, I'm long shadows long shadows yeah he's he's excellent He's always been great and he gets better all the time. Long Shadows, it is an Amos Decker, the memory man. He can't he can't forget anything. It's pretty interesting. Alright, some songs. Where's the thing? Uh oh yeah, this is a is a great tune. Clary Brown and the Bangin' Rackettes. This is Drake Digital. <laughs>
0: Keep up with Drake Digital on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at drakehallmemphis.com. Drake Digital, playing the best rock and roll ever made. This story on
1: the book note uh, popped up, I got this over the weekend. Very encouraging and uh, it's just an enlightening and uh, a nice thing to read about. As a kid, uh, there were many of us that found peace and quiet in libraries and especially in bookstores. The way they smell, just being around the books, there was something that was very special about that and is still. When I went to, um, to Europe for a month during our time between stations, the first thing I did in every city, large and small, was find the English-speaking bookstore. And it took some time in some of the towns that that, that, that were small, but they all had one. And there's nothing like walking into um, Shakespeare and Company Books in Paris, one of the most famous bookstores in the world. And there's a entire film about that store. It's just remarkable. Look it up if you're a, a, a book person. And in America, um, there are still some, you know, great stores, like Square Books in Oxford, a fantastic store, always has been, and there's one in every town usually. Here, we have Burks. What else is is still here and alive and thriving?
3: Novel. Um,
1: Novel is doing well. Great people yeah, over there.
2: The Book Juggler downtown.
1: Okay, so we still have, have heavy stores. It's unfortunate but true, and it's convenient, which is why I usually buy books on Amazon. And I have a little, you know, kind of a twinge of guilt when I do that. But they're cheaper, uh, frankly, uh, online, and they come right to your house, which is what we've all, you know, turned into, is lazy degenerates, but that's just the way it is. (laughs) So it is a great thing to see that Barnes & Noble in this current time, is thriving, uh, which is a, kind of a shock uh, to me. I guess the last bookstore we had was that that, that uh, Borders on Poplar at, at uh, Kirby, I think. But they've been gone for a, for a, a long time. But Barnes & Noble uh, is doing pretty well these days. They're expanding for the first time in a decade, adding 30 new stores. Cool. Isn't that great? That's just great That's news. That's wonderful. hmm that shows you that that uh, folks are still there. Is just something about those places that is peaceful, and calming, uh, and you know quiet usually. And they have coffee in some of these places. So Barnes and Noble is doing well in spite of all the the Amazons of the world. So good for them.
3: Good uh, great, hear. yeah, great
1: bookstores and and these libraries still provide. A place just to you know buy or to borrow books, but and to be among them, which is a very good thing. So uh, that's 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 great news. What else do you have, Wes? Uh, what is this thing about these kids and their little comments? Children are.
2: Oh yeah. Say the,
1: uh, say the darndest things.
2: Kids who this the title is "Kids Who Completely and Totally Terrified Me," with the unsettling things that they said. Okay. There's, there's several. These are great. My youngest daughter, this first one says, has always had a fear of the water. That's gotten better. She's gotten older, but when she was a toddler, it would have been easier to baptize a rabid cat than to give her a bath. <laughs> uh, one night at about age three, I was doing my routine of trying to get her in the tub to wash off when she said to me, I scared her the water. That's how I died before. So uh, yeah, the bath didn't happen that night. Uh, okay. That's
1: weird. Yeah. That's the,
2: as I was leaving for work, my daughter said, bye, daddy. Have a good day. I hope you don't get shot and then went back to playing with her toys. That's, <laughs> Thanks, that's <honey>. just sad. <laughs> that,
1: that's, that's, that's how our kids are you know, seeing the world.
2: This next one is my two-year-old accidentally locked herself in a room and was crying hysterically while I tried in vain to coach her through unlocking the door. My five-year-old pulled me aside and said in a perfectly serious voice, forget about her mom. She's dead to us. I'm a little worried about this kid.
3: <laughs> Jeez. Sibling rivalry.
2: This mom says I woke up one morning before my alarm went off to see my 3-year-old son standing next to my bed. He then says, "Go back to sleep and think about your life." Man.
3: <laughs> get him scene. a foster home
2: I, I
1: now. <laughs> Three.
0: God.
2: Another one here says He's a about demon. that
1: demon. get him out, get him
2: out unsettling things kids have said is I was laying in the backyard with my then four-year-old son looking up at the stars one night and the sun, my son said, when are they coming to get me? He said, who? He said, <laughs> my people, and pointed up at the stars. That little
1: boy in uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind comes right to mind. Oh, yeah. At the back wow. door, remember
2: that? Uh-huh. Yep, and they came and got him. Weren't his people, though, as it turned out. Uh, Sorry, but they, spoilers for a movie from 1977. They uh, brought him back, but he went with them for a while. Yeah,
1: I love that movie. God, that was that was a, one of the first ones that I just wow. It was just that's a still a, it's great, a great great film. Guy. Yeah, 77
2: really. Yeah, Dang. same year as Star Wars. <sighs> oh, Man, that mm. was also the same year that the last person in France was executed via guillotine. Wes remembers these <laughs>
3: crazy random.
1: okay. <laughs> we, <all laughs> we should do. bring back those a... two.
2: Uh, uh, more
1: of the view beheadings. Are... That's a. I'm telling you, that <laughs> would work. Take these <laughs> five cops out there and just cut their heads off. They'll make a point. All right, go ahead.
2: Uh, more things, unsettling things kids say. So one mom says, I went to check on my five year old daughter who was asleep. She rolled on her back, still asleep, and said, I must not eat humans. Humans aren't food, before rolling back over.
3: I must not eat humans? Man. Oh, God.
2: It makes you wonder, doesn't it? Yeah, as uh, Dad says one time, uh, no, he's an uncle. One time, my two year old nephew just looked over at me at breakfast and goes, Are you broken? And I just had to sit there and let that sink in, like, yeah, little man, I am, but it's not something I'm prepared to discuss with a toddler over Cheerios and peanut butter toast. <laughs> yeah, everybody's broken wow. in
1: some places. Yeah. Uh, this a one two-year-old, yeah. seeing this, visions.
2: Mm. This comes from a three-year-old who says, I was playing around with my daughter, who's probably about three at the time. She suddenly stopped, looked at me, and said, we were sisters. I died, and God made me wait until we could be back together again. And just like that, she went back to being a little girl. And by the way, I'm her dad.
3: The things that p- kids dream, think, yeah. and say is
1: uh, It makes you believe in other things that are possible and probably likely and probably real. Right. And some We've all just, lived mm-hmm. before, or have we? It's But these kids aren't... They just... It comes from somewhere.
3: Yeah, I mean, because at two and three, what? how are they going to know or not you
1: know? They've been there before and they're
2: back now in a different body. And they see things that uh, we just don't see. There's another one, there's a couple in here about them seeing uh, Mm -hmm. things that the adults don't see. And then there's this one that says, when my son was two or three, my husband and brother were hanging out. It was nighttime, I was asleep, and they said the baby monitor randomly started making clicking noises and then there was some static. And then the noise suddenly stopped and they could hear our son say, oh, hello, Macy. No, there wasn't anyone else in the room. Weird. So yeah, that's creepy. I think it's great. I love it. But that uh, <laughs> go back to bed and think about your life. <laughs> <laughs> God,
1: man, I, yeah, it's it's something else. Are there any more? Or is that it?
2: That's it. I mean, there's a bunch <laughs> more, but those are the best ones that aren't you know paragraphs long. They are. They're really interesting though.
1: Hmm. Yeah, older people just don't. I don't know. We just kind of lose that, that, that sense of, I don't know, wonder, or they, we know they just see stuff much, that we yeah. don't. We've yeah. learned too much, and we're too cynical about life because that's what it makes you. You know, and I, I heard somebody else discuss this, and I, I think that it is, really important at this time, with all that is happening in this town, with the police and the ugliness of this case. Which will likely get uglier as time goes by. I hope that parents are keeping their kids away from this, because if you don't, you're going to paint a picture to these children that policemen are bad, and that's wrong. Uh, they don't need to have that impression in their mind. There are some bad people in every you know walk of life. Yes, but you know, mm-hmm. as kids, you know, and you know, as we were always raised to believe that, you know, policemen and, you know, firefighters and doctors and that's what you that's those are the are the good guys.
3: Yeah. That's you who you need to, to take care there.
1: of you. And to have them see all of this stuff is going to, you know, jaundice them towards towards cops. And not all cops are bad. Yeah. This bunch here of late has made an impression on, well, everybody of, of every age. And it's terrifying at the anger that we face in, in this country, this, you know, black on, you know, it's, and out, out in California, these, these two, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: two killings of Asian on Asian. And this brings up the question, I think, is this about, you know, racism or about the general undertone of anger in this country? Everybody is angry, and there's a tipping point, and they get to it, and they lose it. Is it about black or white? I think it's it goes deeper than that. It's about the anger that exists in all of us. Most of us don't act on it, but some do. And what we saw with this young man being killed, there's no discussion about who's right and who's wrong here. I keep waiting for there to be some kind of, you know, story someplace that, you know, Tyree was a bad kid. There's not been an inkling of that from anybody anywhere. He wasn't on dope. He was just a a 28-year-old young man who had a kid and skateboarded and such as Mm -hmm. that. And, of course, he's being painted now as a saint, like anybody who dies, you know, often is, but it's right there for the world to see that's why this has become such a gigantic story everywhere but we shouldn't let our kids have the impression that all of these people are bad that's that's not good to protect and serve you know that's the that's the handle and we shouldn't let this seep into their little you know heads and hearts as a lifelong no. you know brand of thinking that all cops are going to you know beat you up these guys will get theirs. There's no question.
3: Oh yeah, let's hope.
1: Well, there's let's no hope into it. They're going to get 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 a a ton. And tomorrow is the funeral, mm-hmm. and the you know rumor mill and all the there's what did you have? <clears throat> well, maybe it really isn't the right time to go into this, but the talk about what Tyree, what, you know, prompted this and the involvement with him and somebody's ex-wife. And it goes deeper than that has not been discussed openly, but it will be because this is going to all come out and somebody is going to talk. These five cops are likely being interviewed individually just, just to see who will tell the truth about what, what prompted all of this. And if you watch the video, and some of you have and some of you haven't, I've never seen a case where they stop somebody and open the door and begin to beat his ass without mm-hmm. saying, you know, license please, and you're inch- mm-hmm. They pull him out with no question and begin to beat his ass and tase him and pepper spray him. And he doesn't know what the hell's going on. There's just no a contrary story or look at this it is exactly what you see on the tape part one and then part two is where they beat him to death and then laugh about it and are fist bumping it is it's it's alarming but it's funny how after all the hype i thought it would be something even worse than that but there were no close-ups like the movies this was real life yeah but it was done from afar from a you know, camera on a pole, but I don't know. It's, uh, it's just, this will stay with us and with this, this city, which is unfortunate because this city is being looked at, um, in a less than positive light. It'll pass things have happened here you know, before, unfortunately. And I hope that it doesn't taint uh, this city for forever.
0: Well, but enough yeah, things and
1: happen, and it's a, it, it is a a systemic problem in this city. And uh, it, this isn't the only one. It happens everywhere. But this one was rough. All right, let's play some uh, some songs here. <clears throat> any more texts you want to do, 878-9420. We'll have lawyer Bill here on Thursday to <clears throat> elaborate on some more of this as it comes up. And any other individual questions you want to ask him about about family law and things like that, that'll be fine too. Here is uh, one of the best bands from the mid to late '60s, who were ahead of their time as well. They, um, they were just, just fantastic, and were influenced, I believe, by the Beatles and by uh, a number of things. But they could sing, Flo and Eddie. They were the Turtles. Really are on Drake Digital.
0: Here are all the shows at DrakeHallMemphis.com.
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, that uh, the the lawyer Bill uh, show from what uh, yesterday
0: mm-hmm.
1: is that what it was um, is really good yeah. and it's on the uh, site and you can hear the observations of the attorneys and we thank them for doing that. We're going to try to get Bill to do a podcast every week with various lawyers from various walks of law, like tax attorneys this time of year and stuff like that. So. We thank Bill again for doing that. It was a a great job, and uh, he and Scott, his brother, and uh, Toby the what's his last name? I can't Toby Welch. Toby Welch from Oxford, mm-hmm. who does criminal law, and so they had some really good observations, and they will likely have more because these cops will be going to court in a uh, a month or less. So this will be a developing, evolving. Uh, Story and this is not going anywhere for a long time, so stand by for that. Uh, The FAA—that's some airplane (laughs) people—and yes, (laughs) uh, back when they eleven thousand flights that cluster that went on, um, just a mess. And uh, Southwest Airlines was at the heart of it all, and boy, were they a mess. I haven't heard much about it after that. Got real quiet real quick. I wonder how many lawsuits were filed, and that hasn't been discussed at all. Now today, there there were a thousand flights this morning about 5 o'clock already canceled. There are a lot more because this ice storm and the snow stuff is all across the Midwest, and it's moving east, and there's more coming here today, tonight, and tomorrow. So this is not, this is not, not done yet. Uh, but the FAA says everything's fine. It won't ever happen again. Explain. Yeah.
2: They said that the system upgrade should prevent another glitch that grounded yes. all these flights. It was eleven thousand of them, or more than that, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, reportedly caused by a contractor from Spatial Front Incorporated who unintentionally deleted computer files that says used in a pilot alert system. This, according to the Wall Street Journal, the FAA, FAA says first of all we're not working with those contractors anymore. Well, that's good. And one guy uh, did this. One guy. It, it says, "Yeah, he did." Yeah, one guy who deleted some files from a computer system, and havoc ensued. Oops. And so, they that have also much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They have also. Introduced, it says a one-hour delay for database synchronization, which says should prevent any inaccurate file alerts from immediately reaching the backup database. If you understood uh, what that meant, then good for you. But I guess it translates to we've got this; it's fixed. Pinky promise. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah.
3: Pinky promise.
2: I buy it. I bought it. Well, they had to say something, so um,
1: yeah. Who knows? You know, on the note of that and of this. Ongoing stuff, and the AI, and all of these things. I have kept a week's worth of stories about this new thing. What's it called? That's going to going to change Chat the GPT. world. Chat GPT. Chat GPT. I have a litany of of uh, stories here. A congressman last week on the floor read a speech and didn't tell his colleagues that it was written by that computer. Uh Until he was done with it. Hmm. And it was uh, pretty jarring to read it. Because it was competent and it was well done. Uh, They do point out, though, in some of these stories, that as smart as this thing seems to be, when you feed it information or ask questions, and I can't get on the site. It's always in use and always... Yeah, it's always busy. It's always full. Um, but But the problems that they are seeing, it doesn't have any real common sense Um, and the emotion in it. I mean, it's, it's artificial, hence the, you know, those issues. right? (laughs) Um, So, uh, but it is causing a bunch of talk and uh, someone told me that there is another one of these things that is even more advanced than this one is. So we are, um, the future is, is now. And it is moving along quickly. I saw this last night <clears throat> about, um, remember all the talk and how long it took to get all these body cams approved in this city and in others. They were going to change everything and uh, all the, this would all be you know, transparent. No problems anymore. It'll all be on tape unless the cops turn it off or don't use it because they know that they're doing something sketchy. And uh, that was um, on full display in this, uh, you know, past event here. One of the cops on the scene of the beating turned his body cam off, but not until there was some of the conversation that was, that was picked up and uh, repeated. So <clears throat> these body cams were not the answer. A number of departments across America are turning to AI to detect troubling issues, and patterns in the hours of body cam footage that now go largely unmonitored. And they mentioned the uh, beating of uh, this young man here, uh, Tyree. A stark reminder that body cams alone do not prevent police brutality, which we have seen now live and close up. In California and Washington State, they have contracts with a company called Trulio, T-R-U-L-E-O, which takes audio from the officers and their body cams and feeds them into a system for automatic transcriptions, and they analyze the conversation for tone and for what the officer said. They review these, these recordings in seconds using this language processing. It highlights good and bad interactions and sends reports to their supervisors. Officers who are polite and professional when somebody refuses to obey a a, a command get an email that praises their performance as to how they react. So this thing can break down in seconds the tone, the interaction, and if the officer responded appropriately. Hmm. If the cop cusses, uses any kind of a slur, insult, or threat, the boss quickly finds out. Most body cam uh, footage, and this came up in Memphis when this was being discussed. I think that Amy Weirick was on our show, and we talked about this with her. That there would it would be nigh on impossible to review all of the footage from these officers, and that it would not happen. How many cops are on the street every day with with these body cams on? There is no way that anybody has the time to review all of this right and it and um, it just yeah, goes unnoticed and untended to um most most of this stuff just lies untouched unless there is a complaint from a civilian or an obvious issue which we just witnessed here the hardware itself says um, the ceo of this outfit doesn't improve the policing the the uh, number one problem is the chief who does not want to know what's on the video there you go avoidance behavior which kind of bounces back to the concept that was pointed out on when they showed this video on uh, cnn in its entirety that there were nine or ten cops on the scene kind of hanging out like they were at a you know tailgate event there was not one person that was you know there that was in charge like a sergeant or somebody who was a supervisor there was no one there so nobody checked anybody and said whoa 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 they were all on their own with nobody in charge and that was the problem you got nine ten cops on a scene like that a sergeant should have rolled up or somebody it seems to me to say okay what's what's going on here and but it went unchecked, and uh, the result, now we all know how that went. But these guys seem to be, I don't want to say, you know, bad cops. I don't want to say anything that is out of line and make assumptions, because I wasn't there. But these cops, I have been told, and I've been told all all kind of stuff. The cops that, that, that were put on the Scorpion unit were um, troublemakers. Who had been placed on this unit to get them off the street, which seems to be an odd reaction to put a cop in an unmarked car who has issues, obviously.
3: Uh, Yeah. With Uh a few
1: colleagues and turn them loose to, you know, squash the crime in various neighborhoods. And they traveled in groups of 10, allegedly. That's why there were maybe two or three unmarked cars on the scene when they Hmm. stopped this young man. And then uh, some more showed up. Um, this this is going to be around. I, 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 th- there are so many parts to this that have not been nailed down. Yeah. That's why you aren't going to hear anything until they get... Uh, they didn't release those. This, this guy's name until yesterday. Ola Preston, who was the guy that had on... He had his uh, body cam on, and he pepper sprayed the guy, and he tased him, and now uh, he... He wasn't reported at first because he's white, is my guess. But he is now um, on on leave or some shit. But and there's one more whose name has not been been uh, used. So yeah, I don't know. You know, we live here and we see this in our faces all the time. But this is I've never seen. Well, I can't can't say that. There was George Floyd and then the girl up in Louisville, and this happens all the time. And the stories continue, but new stories like this usually, after a few weeks, get put aside, and they just want to go on to the next, next horrible event in life. This one is going to linger. This happened on what January seventh, is that right?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. This
1: is the thirty-first. So, and we have just begun to hear and see uh, what else. Well, there's there there is more to come. So, but uh, the AI body cams will you see anybody else go to this will you see any changes in other you know in other departments around the country i don't know
2: yeah. well yeah, this sounds like a good test case we'll see but it what but it costs money it i was costs gonna say how much
3: yeah. Yeah, i was gonna say how much is it though yeah it costs yeah. monies
1: yeah i heard somebody say and i don't know i think this is is, is not is not right the other night when they were talking about this on CNN or I was going elsewhere they mentioned that that, that there were only a thousand cops on the street in Memphis that that sounds wrong uh, they're, they're they're obviously understaffed by about 500 was the last I heard about that they had 1800 1900 and wanted to get to about 2400 but if it's only a thousand is that possible But I've talked to some people since all this went down. Uh, One lady who has a son who is on the force up there and is trying as fast as he can to get out of there. Mm. And he's about three years in. That it is so, so messed up in so many ways. And he wants out. That was clumsy. So does your um,
3: pen or whatever you dropped. <laughs> uh, yeah, we have. Uh, we haven't seen super, uh, super. Uh, I'm sorry, we haven't seen very real recent numbers of how many there are, how many have been hired lately. Anything. That's like that.
1: why I. No one has yeah. said a damn word about that since all these little, you know, job fairs and shit came up.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: No one has said said a a, a word about that. There's also some talk, you know, nationally about the the a police chief, and you know, can she you know, stay in there and you handle this. And she's been very articulate and uh, very in command with uh, being interviewed on these national shows. Uh, She's a pro and she's been a cop for almost 40 years. So to doubt her, I think now is a little bit too early. But the Scorpion thing was her idea. She did the same thing in Atlanta, I think, or she was part of that. But she came from uh, Durham, North Carolina. And these Scorpion crews and the outfits like them have had similar issues. And I think that is based in putting some of these cops that are a bit sketchy on outfits like this to get them out of the a mainstream. But if the point and purpose of all of this is to quash the crime in neighborhoods, why do you turn them loose and give them the authority or some kind of a you know blessing to beat people's asses like this?
3: That is scary, and they, minus these five, allegedly that group had done some good. They had gotten some guns off the street, and they had sure done they this have. and that yeah. the other day. Of course. And they, if they used to be in that walk of life, sort of, they're going to know where to go and squash crime, but are they going to quash the crime? Are they well, going to commit crimes? Th-
1: I don't know. <laughs> this one still, and nobody will say it out loud, there is a personal element in this that mm-hmm. may prove to be entirely bullshit, but I've heard it too many times and from too many different sources and you heard a different story that was the same one, Sid, uh, that that Tyree was involved with someone's ex-wife and that has been dispelled by his stepfather uh, maybe in an effort to remove anything ugly from this young man who is now deceased. But I've heard this in too many versions, but there not to be some kind of truth to it. Where there's smoke, there's fire. And you heard a more a more complex uh, tale than I did. Um, it was an, an uh, ex-wife, and I believe you said that after they had beaten this kid to a pulp, that someone took a picture of him and forwarded it to his ex-wife.
3: Someone this, texted now, us some screenshot that's that lines up with sort of what you just said. I have no idea where they saw it, got it, took the screenshot, don't know if they know anything, don't know if it's true, don't know if it's not true. I mean...
1: Keep in mind, in this day and time, uh, the internet and social media, and how easy it is to misconstrue misconstru- the truth and turn it into a rumor that turns into
3: I know a, I mean, some it's...
1: horrible tale that is totally untrue. But I heard this the day after it happened oh. from two different people. And the stories were very similar. And now this pops up. But what's going to happen is, as I said before, they're going to interview these five cops individually and see who spills the beans on why they hunted this kid down and beat him to death. There's a reason behind this. He didn't do anything that, you know, seemingly, that was so egregious it required beating his ass immediately. Hell no! And, and and that's the part that doesn't make any sense. There was no polite exchange. They opened the door and began to whoop on his ass right away, and that's mm-hmm. the part that makes you wonder. They had intent to kick his ass,
2: mm-hmm. and it
1: was personal. A crime of passion. That will come out. If it's true, if it's an internet bunch of garbage, then it'll be tossed. But if somebody has a phone with that picture on it, uh, you got other issues to worry about.
3: Yeah. I, uh-huh. I, 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 there's no excuse. There's no excuse for what those guys did. No that's There's and part. there's no freaking traffic stop. There's no, there's no the uh, They hunted human, him down and human, targeted him yes. and and yes. and they killed him. It's just yes. it's
1: just that simple.
3: Yeah.
1: Okay. Hello. Mm. Th- th- that was fun. Uh, th- uh thanks to our friend Alan at his shop over here in uh, Whitehaven and in, in, in uh, South Haven. He's on Windfield, Alan's Automotive. Yellow and blue building. It's been there for uh, a long time. And Alan is the best in town at, at, at what he does, which is fixing your cars, your trucks, and all of that, those things. He's done great work for me and for Wes over the years and my family. And he continues to do this every day uh, and he can help you out. If you have issues in this this cold, can mess up your car and your battery and your tires. So uh, be careful uh, for starters. And if you have issues that you cannot fix yourself, 332. 3279. Call Alan, make an appointment. He will see you and help you as he has a ton of folks over the years. And uh, we thank him for being a part of this little venture we are in the midst of now. Alan's Automotive, 332 uh, 3279. Here's a song from Memory in the Making My Heart is Overcast, My Soul is Raining. This boy could write a song. Here's John Kilzer. This is Drake Digital.